0: Well, welcome back to our podcast. I'm here with Jerry Wyant. My name is Jim Hughes, and this is the gospel according to Jesus. And Jerry, we're going to open up God's word today and just really get into understanding that still small voice of God. But there's a couple of scriptures I want us to think about as we start. And I read this one last time, and I mentioned that it is my favorite scripture in the Old Testament, and it's in Jeremiah 33. And the Lord says, call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. And then in James 4, 8, it says, Come close to God, and God will come close to you. I just want us to ponder that a minute. It really is a fact that when we seek out God, and we're going to talk a little bit about this as we move through our podcast, is trusting God and understanding that He's there for you. And it says, Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. And really what James is getting to here is that anytime we come before God in prayer, it's important that we have our hearts right. I, I know you don't hear this a lot in the pulpits, and I, I'm sorry about that. But the fact of the matter is, our sinful hearts separate us from God, build a barrier if we're believers between us and God. Coming clean with what's going on in your life sin, disobedience whatever it may be and that's between you and God. But making sure that when you come before God that your hands are pure, that your hearts are pure. And then in John 10:27 it says, "My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me." Though so I think those are really perfect scriptures for what we're going to talk about in this podcast. I want to go into our theme scripture again and it's Amos 8.11. It says, Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord God, when I will send a famine on the land, not a famine for bread or a thirst for water, but rather for the hearing of the words of the Lord. And I know all of us thirst, hunger, desire to hear the words of the Lord, or at least we should. I do. I know Jerry does. That's what hinges Christianity to be different from every other religion, is that fellowship with the Father, understanding that the Father wants to fellowship with you. So today we're going to look at, uh, this is our final message in a series on discipleship called Hearing God. And our last podcast, we spoke about prayer. We talked about 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 2, and says Paul's giving basically his young protege, his apprentice, so, to speak, he's giving Timothy instructions on prayer, and I encourage you to read that and re- because it really is about fellowship with God, and that's what Paul is trying to get through to Timothy. So, Jerry, in this series of messages, we're going to deal with the relationship with the Father. The final part of this series is really listening. Amen. I mean, listening is a huge importance. I mean, we can talk, we can, we can do all kinds of things, but we have to listen to hear that still small voice. We have to listen. To what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. What is that still small voice and how do we tap into it is our topic for today. And I want to go into a story about a prophet of God. And this is about Elijah. In 1 Kings 19, 11 through 13, it says this. So he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord was passing by. And a great and powerful wind was tearing out the mountains and breaking the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of a gentle blowing. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. And behold, a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? The Lord told Elijah to stand on the mountain in his presence. His presence and his voice didn't come the way Elijah or we often expect, in a wind or an earthquake or even a fire. He came in a gentle whisper. So the Hebrew, in the Hebrew language, the phrase for gentle whisper is called the mama daka. I, I mention that only because it's a really unique meaning. It means the sound of thin silence. And that's what we're talking about today. God doesn't come in this booming voice, screaming, yelling. The Lord meets us in that still, gentle whisper, that thin silence, or what the scripture calls that still, small voice. So this story about Elijah takes part when Elijah killed the prophets of Baal, after a challenge to see whose God is God. This is a great story. I mean, this is one of the most powerful stories in Scripture. You can make a movie out of this this story because it is so fantastic. We don't have time to read the whole story, but Jerry and I encourage you to read it and see how God supernaturally showed up and took care of Elijah. And just as He takes care of Elijah, He can take care of us. So this voice comes out of prayer and fellowship with the Father, and the study of God's Word. You see, folks, God created us for communion as we spoke about last week, for fellowship, to speak with you and you with Him. And I want to make that clear today in our in our message. So many of us, probably in some of the denominations that we go to, the churches that we go to, this isn't really spoken about, and you're You're taught in some churches that you come to church, and that's where you hear God's voice. The Lord speaks through the pastor, and and He does. He does speak through the pastor, but it's a personal relationship between you and the Father. If you think back, you can remember times. I know each and every one of you that are listening to our podcast today, you can think back and remember times when that voice was whispering to you. Jerry, give us some testimony or that still small voice, how it's affected you in your life?
1: Well, Jim, you're spot on about being able to listen to God. It takes a time understanding and hearing God's voice. You know, I go to Romans 12, 2, where it says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. In order for us to hear, we have to spend that quiet time. I often hear God speak to me through my thoughts, especially when I'm quiet and still. It's basically, what would Jesus do and what my mind is trying to find the answer to, he'll give to me. But God calls us to renew our mind each and every day. What the world gives us is a barrage of noise and clutter, and it really can mess up our hearing from God the Father. When I take time to be still, that noise disappears, and I can hear God's voice better and more clearly. And you have to develop a personal relationship with God. You have to spend time with him in prayer and scripture. And the more you hear when he calls, when you engage in regular conversations with him as you would a friend, you will begin to clearly and correctly hear what he has to say. Ask God to give you an openness to hear his voice and respond to his call in faith. Make a habit of intentionally and expectantly listening for whatever God may be calling you to do. Psalms 62.5, it says, My soul, wait in silence for God alone, for my hope is in him. And Psalm 143.8 says, Let me hear your faithfulness in the morning, for I trust in you. Teach me the way in which I should walk, for you For to you, I lift up my soul. And Jim, I give many references and testimonies to what God has done. And I listed a couple of them last time. But I remember the very one that was so important to me at the time and what I needed. I cried out for a wife. And the next day, God answered my prayer. And the next evening, she walked in the room, my wife. And God said, she will be your next wife, which really blew me away. But that's still small voice and I was listening, I was crying out, I was in earnest need for a different approach to the way I was living my life. And I cried out to God for a wonderful wife and she came into my life. But God said she would be. So we I began working towards that relationship and we've been married thirty one years and it's been an awesome if anybody knows my wife, it's she's a beautiful woman of God and and uh, our marriage is just so powerful. But also When my wife was wanting a baby and I didn't want to, and I was reading God's word, I was quiet in my quiet time while I was eating my evening lunch, as we call it in shift work. And God spoke to me, it's time to have a baby. And I I almost rebuked the thought because I was uh, 40 years old in my 40s and uh, babies, I raised enough of them. But God said, it's time to have a baby. That's still small voice. And I can go on so many areas where, it's not quite as impactful, but I know walking in the right direction. Even the church that I go to, I the, the Lord had spoken to me, said it's time to reach a, a new plateau and you won't reach it where I'm at. So I had to change churches and and right now I'm in a church that's just dynamic and wonderful and, and the pastors just so awesome. He, he doesn't micromanage like so many churches do. He doesn't have to be the high priest. He doesn't have to be the prophet and everything that he should be teaching others to do. But as the, the Lord speaks to you, you walk in it and you do what he calls you to do. And it's such a powerful thing when you know that you know that you know you're in the perfect will of God.
0: Amen. Yeah. and I And I like that part of your testimony about God speaking to you about needing to do something different to find a different church. And that's hard to do, and especially I'm very familiar with the church that you were involved with, and I know that was hard for you to do. and But really, you, you mentioned this last or maybe two podcasts ago, and I think this is so profound. But let us consider what you said. You said trust first. And so trust means having the ability to entrust. Really, it's a boldness. It's a boldness to rely on the fact that God wants to speak with you, the full assurance to depend on. It really is, includes every detail of your life to trust God to speak to you about it. When you're thinking about trust, you think about some of the scripture that talks about trust and deals with trust. In Hebrews 10:19, it says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by the way he dedicated for us, a new and living way. And having a great priest, let us draw near with a true heart in fullness of faith. We need to think about, for you to really hear God, you're going to have to trust God. For us, and Jerry mentions this, that the cares of this world prevent you from doing that, because the cares of this world are contrary to trusting God. Because You're taught to trust yourself. You're taught to trust your employer. You're taught to trust whatever the world offers. And it's getting more and more and more that way. Back in 150 years ago, where people were living out on the plains and they had to trust each other, the things that they had in their hands to be able to to make it. Now, you have so many ways. We've gotten so fat on the, the ways of this world. And so trusting God that he will speak to you but also trusting God that, it, that that still, small voice is what you're looking to hear. And just as Jerry was talking about that still, small voice. And, and let me tell you, I just talked to my daughter about this not very long ago. And we were talking about the still, small voice of God. And I told her, it comes, and then it's gone. And you have to be open to hear it. Just like Jerry was talking about when you know he's eating his lunch, and then all of a sudden, wham, that still, small voice came to him and said, I'm going to give you a wife, comes, and he could have easily just swatted it away with his mind. Not real. That's not something that I think God wants to do right now. But he trained himself to listen. And that's what you have to do. You have to trust. That trust is based on one factor, which is Christ himself. Understanding that we have absolute privilege to draw near to God, because Christ himself is that privilege, which we have. This is God's provision. This is what God has done for us. He's given us Jesus. Trusting that God's going to hear you and then trusting that you're going to be able to hear God is so important and so meaningful to having a good and solid relationship with the Father. And so I'm gonna, Jerry, I'm just gonna close with a with a testimony like you gave and 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 this testimony is gonna be kind of different and it's kinda of odd, but That's really how God shows up sometimes. He shows up, like you said, when you're getting ready to eat lunch, and you're focused on everything but God, and then all of a sudden you hear something. My wife and I, and this was before, this was right after I got saved, and she got saved, and we were in Bay City, and I don't remember exactly what we were doing. In fact, I just hit Cleo up about that, if she remembered the story, and she did, and she thought that we were going to see my sister, who lived in Santa Fe, but I honestly don't remember. But I do remember traveling down the road. And as we were traveling down the road, it was a very busy highway. And I noticed that there was a dog. It was a black dog in the middle of the highway. Cars were zooming by it. And I just felt so much compassion. I pulled over. And that dog had already been hit once. I didn't notice that before I pulled over. But it had been hit. And it was it was really scared. So I got out. And I tried to coax the dog to come to me so I could get it out of the road. The dog looked over at me, and I could just see it was shivering. It was scared. And the dog turned, and it ran right in front of a truck, plowed right into that dog. And as that dog was being hit by that truck, I turned away in horror. I mean, I just didn't want to see it. And I turned away, and that still small voice of the Lord said, and that's exactly how I want you to look at people that are going to hell, that are lost, that are not going to make it unless the gospel is preached to them. That's exactly how I want you to see them. You turn away in horror because it's such an awful thing that is going to happen to a human that has to live eternity separated from God. Jerry, that was so powerful. I mean, I I wasn't thinking about God. I wasn't thinking about anything to do with the Lord. I was focused on trying to save that dog. When I turned my head and that still small voice spoke that to me, it was so powerful. And I remember it wasn't anything I can do. Other cars stopped and the dog was removed. But I remember getting in the car with Cleo and telling her this whole story. And that's how the Lord works. Amen. That's that's how he speaks to us a lot of times. And if you're open to hear and you trust, as we've been talking about here, this trust that God wants to speak with you then you will hear that still, small voice. Amen?
1: Amen. Amen. Jim, that's such a profound testimony. It it just touches anybody listening. It has to touch their heart. And I know there may be people here that have walked with the Lord and and probably have one foot in the world and one foot in church. And It's a tough place to be. But I posted a little snippet from a devotional that I read this week, and I just felt like the Lord wanted me to share it today. But it says Jesus is the restorer. He doesn't recruit the elite in society. Rather, he restores the afflicted. And when the afflicted follow him, they're restored and join him in his mission. And if you don't spend that little bit of time, even in the very beginning, begin to do that if you want to be restored. He's looking for people he can restore back into where the, the gift and the talents, the anointing that he's called them to. And if you're in that place where you feel there's more of the world in you than there is of Jesus, it's a time to be restored. But you have to start spending some quiet time listening to his voice, listening to where he wants you to go. And I think it's so critical today. And there's so many people who need to hear about Jesus. Just as Jim said, it's it's a horrifying thing to see a person go to hell. And we can change probably many lives by walking where God has called us to walk. He's called us to be missionaries. He's called us to be evangelists. He's called us to witness what he did on the cross, no matter where you are in life. And I just think that's so profound, Jim. It just makes me want to get out even more than I am right now and go save people from the fire of sin. Amen.
0: Amen. We just so appreciate you all listening to us, and we hope that you have gotten something out of this podcast. And we want to hear from you, and we want to hear what God is saying to you. Go out. Just like Jerry was talking about, he has the unction to even do more, and I know how much he does already. He witnesses to everybody he comes in contact with. Go out and share your faith. Share the gospel message with people, and it'll change your life. As you go and you talk to people, it's a hard thing to do, I know. I've been there, but once you do it, it'll so bless your life. And we want to hear from you. You can email us. And my email is Jim Hughes71 at hotmail.com. And Jerry?
1: I'm P T L Wyant. That's P is in praise. T is in thee, and L is in the Lord. Praise the Lord Wyant. W-Y-A-N-T at A O L dot
0: Amen. Well, thanks for listening. And until next time, God bless. Bye-bye.